0: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the Compliance Report International Edition with another episode of Compliance Man Goes Global. In this episode, Timur, Kazanov, Batarov, and myself continue our dialogue of the life of a compliance practitioner in an emerging market. Today, the episode is entitled, You Really Like Me, a takeoff of Sally Field's gushing acceptance speech, for her Oscar for Norma Ray. We take a look at whether the compliance officer in an emerging market is liked, avoided, disliked, or respected. As always, it's a fascinating exploration of some of the key differences between compliance practice inside the United States and those in emerging markets. Tim has worked in emerging markets for 17 years in compliance and so brings a bird's eye on the ground perspective on a compliance practitioner in those markets. Compliance Report International Edition is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'm back with Tim Moore, Kazanov, Batarov, and we are here with you for another episode of Compliance Man Goes Global. This is episode five, the "You Really Like Me" episode. Uh, this, uh, I think, I'm going to ask Tim to uh, explain uh, his inspiration for this title in a moment. But before we get to that, uh, this is the podcast where we focus on some concepts, or really, probably myths or conventional wisdom that we think is wrong of the ways a compliance professional might become a more valuable member of a senior management team rather than becoming uh, something else within an organization. And today we want to take a look at how to Avoid Becoming the Most Hated Person in, the, uh, in an Organization for the Compliance Professional. Of course, we focus on emerging markets, which is Tim's specialty. Uh, so for those compliance practitioners outside the United States, this is a really valuable series for you. And Tim talks about some of the uh, challenges that he has faced in his, I believe, 17-plus year career in compliance. If you're not aware of our format, in each podcast, we typically take a couple of concepts or misconceptions and look at them from the uh, in-house compliance reality. Once again, it's looking at it not in the United States, but in emerging markets. So that means not even a mature market much as uh, Western Europe might be. In each of our podcasts, we divide roles with Tim uh taking the pro and con and then I take the con or I take the pro and Tim takes the con. And then uh, we kind of debate back and forth. So what we hope to be able to bring you is the perspectives of someone from the United States and someone from an emerging market. So with that uh, long-winded introduction, Tim, uh, welcome, thank you, and tell us how you came up with the title, You Really Like Me.
1: All right. Hello, Tom. Glad to hear you, and hello to all our listeners. We call today's episode, You Really Like Me, remembering Sally Field's gushing acceptance speech at Oscar ceremony. The funny thing that sometimes even in house compliance, people have a strong wish to exclaim after her something like, I haven't had an orthodox career and I wanted more than anything to have your respect. The first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it and I can deny the fact that you like me right now, you like me. Well, very good. Uh,
0: for those who may not know, uh, Sally Field gave that uh, those remarks at her Oscar acceptance speech when she won her Oscar for Norma Ray. So, um, Tim, we're going to find out whether the compliance professional is liked or even respected in emerging markets. So let me throw out this first myth to you and uh, kind of get your uh, thoughts on it. So myth number one, There is a chance that the compliance officer could avoid being named the most hated person in an organization. What is your perspective on that from the emerging market uh, arena, Tim? Well, yes, I
1: think it's just possible. We have some pros here. Our argument number one is the following. Compliance person can avoid the situation of being the most hated person if personnel, along with top management, understand the role of compliance function in the organization. Unless compliance officer delivers clear message about risks he manage and value he brings, he is dependent on subjective views of other team members. And I have seen this in reality. We have depicted the situation in the attached release of our Compliance Man Illustrated series. We also have one more argument here which comes to my mind. You might think about setting KPIs based on respective regulatory requirements, referring for instance to 10 hallmarks of the effective compliance program. This will allow you to set criteria which could be used for unbiased evaluation of your efforts. So, Tim,
0: um, I'm first going to kind of go with the con argument. Uh, but then I want to unpack a couple of the things you said, because I think they're really important for the compliance practitioner. But first, just let me say, um, I've been a compliance officer. I've been a general counsel. I've been in a corporate legal department. And the reality is you're 100% of the people are never going to like you 100% of the time. Part of the role of a lawyer or a compliance officer is to, uh, for the lawyer, it's to protect the corporation. For the compliance officer, it's prevent, detect, and remediate problems. And and to prevent sometimes means saying no. But that's nothing wrong with that. That is certainly acceptable. Um, My experience is that people will respect you if you articulate it or explain your position and then you follow through with it. So, uh, simply because someone doesn't like a decision you've made if you've made that pro- if you've made the decision with a fair process that you can justify or defend your position um, i think that is something that every compliance professional should should practice and should utilize so you're not going to be liked 100% of the time by 100% of the people but what intrigued me about your remarks tim was that you really i thought gave uh, steps that a compliance officer could take uh, which would help them in the situation where they have to say no or they have to push back or they have to uh, indicate that something's going to be done in a, in a separate or different way. And the second thing you talked about was setting KPIs. And while I think that's so important is that exactly as you've said, you have set a criteria for uh, an unbiased and verifiable evaluation. But more than that, you've also set the expectations of those who you are reporting to or reporting uh, with if you're a peer with that group. So it's important, I think, um, as you said, to set the expectations. And if you can do that with the standards that is out there, such as the 10 Hallmarks of an Effective Compliance Program, I think that lends itself to a compliance professional Uh, garnering respect, if not necessarily love, from his fellow corporate uh, employees.
1: Uh, I agree with you, Tom, and thanks for raising such important hashtags, how the new generation have been saying, as justification of your decision and, you know, ability to defend your position. I think it's very important. And Tim, really my second pushback
0: on uh, uh, this point would be, uh, once again, if a compliance professional becomes too friendly with the business people, they can actually be co-opted by the business people. And that the danger in that is that a compliance professional might approve a practice that could lead a company into trouble, or they might not even see it. And that's really where the compliance professional has lost not only objectivity, but their entire reason to be there, which is to protect the company when they step over that line. So uh, you, you have to be uh, rational. You have to be analytical. You can't be emotional about these things. And that, frankly, is the job of a compliance officer. And if if that's not something that you can embrace uh, as a professional, then This might not be the right profession for you, but uh, you must be impartial and you must be able to uh, call them as you see them from the compliance perspective. If others make the decision after you have uh, raised the appropriate compliance concerns, that's fair. Um, As long as they're not violating the law or asking you to violate the law, if others make decisions based on your input. But you can't become too friendly with the people that uh, you have to, to say no to. So I think it's uh, important to maintain perspective or maintain objectivity, uh, and perhaps even maintain a little bit of uh, distance as well. So uh, Tim, let me, uh, kind of leads me into the myth number two we want to explore, which is that the compliance professional is not able to become a member of the management team Um, but is isolated by virtue of a business prevention uh, mission. Uh, I think you probably have some pretty strong feelings about this. I'm going to let you go first, Tim.
1: That's true, Tom. I strongly disagree with this concept. In my view, compliance department in many cases is called a business prevention unit, not because of being very strict and picky. It is because of absence of wish to understand business processes. As soon as compliance officer starts to hear other team members, he will be able to suggest solutions which are compliant and business oriented in the same time. Another thought which comes to my mind with regard to this, I think it is about priorities. Management team should clearly see that compliance officer is focusing on real regulatory risks and priorities rather than creating a useless bureaucracy regarding minor issues, which in many cases could be easily resolved. So what are your views, Tom?
0: So the, um, I guess my thoughts are, uh, picking up on what you uh, have said, that we have really a, um, a special mission to assess the business from a variety of perspectives, uh, including regulatory. Uh, but also, Tim, I would suggest to you that uh, one view might be something along the lines of can we do it legally, but should we do it? So sometimes a compliance officer has to take that perspective. Yes, we can, but but should we? There are many things that at first glance would look good for business, but could pose regulatory or even reputational risks in the future. And it, it um, at the end of my kind of arguments, I want to ask you about what your thoughts are on reputational risk because in the United States that's viewed as as very significant. But the compliance professional is in charge of demonstrating a a really high-level or strategic view of the corporation moving forward rather than looking at the momentary uh, business advantages. Also, compliance is a relatively new corporate function, separate corporate function, in comparison to some well-established corporate functions like the legal department or even uh, internal audit. So, uh, the mere fact of being a newcomer may make the compliance officer different from all members of the management team so uh, what do you think uh, what do you re- wh- I guess tim in from the emerging market perspective as the compliance officer that you have been have you focused strictly on regulatory or do you also consider potential reputational
1: risks yeah it's very important thing because for many corporations including multinationals who are operating in the emerging markets it is very important to safeguard their reputation. One of the very uh, obvious reason is, you know, the necessity to, pass you know your client procedure. When you are when you are dealing with other multinationals, they've been doing the same. So you don't want to have any reputational risks. You don't want Google to know something which might harm your reputation that's why as compliance people here we are also paying attention to our reputation as a company who are dealing at high risk markets because you know if you're dealing with emergent jurisdictions which are of high fcp risk the, the reputation is something which you have to pay attention to because people considering the fact that you've been doing at this risky markets which is you know having a Bad reputation, and even in this case, if you have bad reputation as well, you might get big problems in terms of getting contracts and things like that. So, from the reputational point of view, compliance should pay attention to to operations and the way how the company looks like to others. Specifically, if you deal with high-risk markets, as for example, the former Soviet Union.
0: So, let me uh, let me ask you, Tim, in an emerging market. Uh, how important do you feel it is for the – we've talked about the compliance professional needing to have a little distance, perha- perhaps uh, not as emotionally invested or involved, having a perspective from the legal and regulatory side. But how important from your perspective is it that the compliance officer, the chief compliance officer or other compliance professional be involved in the business strategies so that they can hopefully uh, – uh, influence people from doing something that is either too risky or could actually lead to a regulatory violation. Do you see that as a key part of the compliance professional's role in an emerging market?
1: I would fully agree with the position that compliance person has to be involved in in uh, the key business processes. And when we are talking to major business processes, we think about uh, strategic planning, about uh, sales, for example, about uh, forecasting and things like that. So I believe if compliance person is involved in key processes, he or she will be able to manage risks more effectively. For example, if we are talking about big acquisition, if compliance person uh, shows up at the at the at uh, the moment of having, you know, this due diligence process of the target company or the seller, for instance, which is kind of, you know, might be in the very end of the process, he has less opportunities and ability to change the process, to impact the process, because, you know, it's it's kind of too late. So if compliance officer is trusted by personnel, by management team, he or she will be able to be with them in the beginning of the of the of the major projects so i would agree that compliance guy has to be deeply involved in key business processes and as long as he is there he will be able to mitigate risks in the beginning so you know it's 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 a kind of interesting situation because if you are not in the beginning of the process you are in the end of the process when everything is already decided you can't influence frankly anything or your ability to do that is very limited. However, if you are in the process from the beginning, you have much more power and abilities to influence people, to change the the process, to change the deal, to raise the risks and actually to change minds of of people who are with you doing the the same project. So that's, that's, that's my views, Tom.
0: You know, you used a phrase in there that I'm gonna that I'm gonna talk about the rest of this series, and it's I thought it was very uh, perfect for what we're trying to talk about, Tim. You called impact. A compliance professional should impact the process. Um, so maybe we can have an entire compliance man on impacting the process. So uh, I guess kind of in closing, now that you've really I think articulated exactly the strongest concept we were trying to get across today, which is how can the compliance professional impact the process? How, uh, what skills do you need to have? How do you need to uh, hold yourself out and still um, work within the context of the management system so that uh, you can impact the process going forward? So, Tim, uh, with that, um, I think I will look forward to uh, our next Uh, Compliance Man episode where we continue to talk about how the compliance professional can impact the process in emerging markets. Sounds great, Tom. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Compliance Report International Edition, where we had Episode 5 of Compliance Man Goes Global. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast as it would help in our rankings and also help get the word out about the only internationally focused compliance podcast broadcast from the United States. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join us again next week for another episode of Compliance Report International Edition. The Compliance Report International Edition. And Compliance Man Ghost Global are all a part of the Compliance Podcast Network.
1: This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.